1: Keeping
0: it simple is usually a good thing. And when it comes to rewards programs, keeping it simple is always a good thing. That's why we made the NAPA Rewards program effortless. All you need is your phone number to start saving on the parts and tools you need. Then we automatically give you $5 off your next purchase for every hundred you spend. So start saving today with NAPA Rewards. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa NAPA Know How.
1: Welcome to the Two Robbies podcast on NBCSports.com. I'm Robbie Earl, and I'm joined by my old sparring partner, Robbie Musto, to take a look back on the weekend of top-class Premier League action. So, OK, Musty, I'm going to kick things off with a manager who's lost his job today, Tim Sherwood, sacked by Aston Villa. Were you surprised, mate?
0: Actually, I was a little bit surprised. I um... surprised. Just just given, you know, the job that he's done and, and what he did at the start, and, it, and it's, I assume that he'd be given a fair amount of time with a new bunch of players, a lot that came in in the summer, to turn things around. I mean, it's uh, yeah, I know that the, the pressure was on and reports mm. said that he had a couple of games to save his job. I just think it, it, it smacks of of desperation um, the new kind of short very very short term thinking Mm -hmm. in terms of managers and I feel sorry for him I wasn't sure at the start Rob I think we had a conversation whether he's the right man long term for Aston Villa but I mean I just think this is way too early for the poor guy and uh, you know we'll see who takes over but I think it's uh, way too short.
1: Yeah I I feel sorry for Tim Shearwell because I think listen they haven't had a great start one win one draw out the first 10 games and I know they've got to push on a little bit better than that but I just think it's sad for the game, Rob, Rob, when a young manager gets his first real job. I know he had the Spurs job before, but this is his club. that He's had some players, and he's not given any time to, to get over his first real hump in the road, to, to, to learn how have a bit of experience and, and and have something to fall back on later in his career. It's a, it's a bad indictment of the league, I think, when young managers have not been given any time to kind of do the job. I think it's
0: something... Robbie Earle, that we might see a lot more of. We know that the management structure now of these football clubs has changed. There's Randy Lerner up, up top. They've got a head of recruitment. They've got a director of football. And I think, you know what we've seen with, uh, with Watford last season, Rob, where there's very much a hierarchy yeah. and the coach is very kind of short-term. He's dispensable. It's like, if you don't get out of him, somebody else will try. If he yeah. doesn't, somebody else will try. I fear and we, we see this a lot in Italy. We see it not so much in Spain, but we mm. do see it in other parts of the world where culture is a lot more in and out. I hate yeah. it. I think this is kind of another example, apart from Watford of last year, that this poor guy has had so little time with players. And we all know Mm. that he hasn't had a lot of say in a lot of those players coming in. He's getting punished for bad decisions above him.
1: Yeah, it's a very average group of players. And the big question is, Rob, who's who's the kind of guy to come in? There's all kind of names being thrown around, Brendan Rodgers, David Moyes. I'm going to pick one out for you. Nigel Pearson, your old mate. I know that will (laughs) warm your heart. Let's get Nigel back in, get a bit of spirit around a group who might not have any stars, but he'll get them working and he'll pull that club together. Who's the kind of names you're thinking?
0: I I like that. I like that. He's he's a friend of mine and Mm. I think he, he would jump at the chance to do that. I mean, other ones, David Moyes, you'd have to say if they could attract David Moyes into that position again, because I think it's going to be a very difficult job, I think he'd be very good. There's a lot of talk right now, Rob, of Remy Gard, a former Arsenal yeah. defender, a Leon a long-time coach, coaching in, in that football club, as manager for a little while, he won the French Cup. That, uh, I mean, again... Uh, that doesn't excite me. I don't imagine it's going to excite the, the Aston Villa fans, no. almost a, a, a kind of a, a gamble, a risky appointment. But again, you know, maybe we're going to see you know, more than one, two, three managers at Villa in the space of the next 12 months. You, you just don't know. But I think Pearson, Moyes would be good. Brendan Rogers, of course, I still think is an excellent coach. I doubt very much Robbie Hill that is going to be interested in that job.
1: Now, let me just start a rumour. Jose Mourinho was seen in the Midlands uh, yeah, today, right. Villa fan, so just hold on to that. Rob, I'm going to move it forward to the big man- Manchester Derby, ended up in a a nil-nil, wasn't as probably exciting as we all thought. Did United kind of squander an opportunity, you think, with with City missing the likes of Aguero and Silva?
0: I think they did miss an opportunity um, apart from the fact that they lost those two important players, but just a performance of Manchester City, Rob. Mm. I mean, I was I was so disappointed. I so expected them to mm. go there and to to have a, a real fair share of possession, to annoy United, to give them problems in the wide areas. We didn't see any of that. I thought City were outpassed, outrun, outthought, outphysicaled. I was super, um, I, I guess, frustrated because because yeah. I, I think City are better than that. But it, you know, in terms of United going forward. That's where they're not great. Wayne yeah. Rooney still is a question mark up front. Doesn't do a lot now, does he? Apart from hold the ball up, knock it off. Not much of a threat. So, yes, the answer to your question is there was an opportunity missed because City were, what I thought, awful on the day. Oh, it's
1: really interesting because we listened to the press conference Pellegrini after and he wasn't happy with the style of play. He thought he, he didn't get enough from his attacking players yeah. on the pitch. He wants to win games, but he wants to win them with a certain style, Robby he, he knows what he wants from, from his group.
0: Yeah, and he didn't get it from his group. I mean, you know, we've talked many times about Yaya Torre, and Yaya Torre's not happy because he's not getting the recognition that he thinks he <laughs> yeah, deserves. Yeah. Well, he doesn't get it because his performance is like today. I mean, yeah. he's in this little luxury role, Rob. He's in number 10. He could, you know, he's not, there's, there's not a lot of responsibility on him to be defensively very strong, but he did nothing. Kevin De Bruyne, I mean, a wonderful, talented footballer you kind of understand a little bit why Jose Mourinho was not having him as a player because of his performance today, not interested when City didn't have the ball, was very uh, poor when closed down. Mm. I thought United did a great job of being of hustling, yeah. working very hard without the ball, and City didn't really fancy rolling their sleeves up and making it a, a contest.
1: Now, I said today I thought it was a day for the tradesmen, the hard workers, the defenders, the guys who had to stop mm. things. wasn't a good day for the craftsmen, and I think certainly for Manchester United, Back six was sound. I thought they controlled the ball well and closed down. But just up up front, Rob, that spark and there's a lot of debate now about Wayne Rooney. He's 30 years of age this weekend. I mean, it seems he's been around forever. But is he just losing the spark? Is he should he be a first choice in this Manchester United team?
0: Well, that's a good question, and I think his position should be like everybody else's, be under pressure. Mm. Members of Pai had a bad run out of the team. Other players that have not played particularly well, out of the side. Wayne Rooney, if he, got, if he got dropped to the bench next week, I don't think anybody would have much of a problem. That being said, I still want to see Wayne Rooney a little bit longer as a number 10 Robbie Earl. Yeah. Look, the best player for United, that ability to beat players easily, get him back as a number nine, bring back in Memphis. I just think I just think Van Gaal missed a bit of a trick today, and, and I didn't like some of the subs when Matter came out of the game. And I thought when Matter came out of the game, they just lost a little bit of creativity and a little bit of spark that they had going forward. I've got, Fellaini comes on, they, they took the system a little bit to a 4-3-3. I just think Van Gaal, Rob, do you think that he, <laughs> He's over tweaking, overthinking this when a couple of poor games and he changes quite a lot of the, uh, the look of the team.
1: I just thought today was one of those days. Having got well beaten by Arsenal a couple of weeks ago at the Emirates, I just got this sense with Louis Van Gaal that he was determined his team didn't get beat today. I don't, I don't think he wants to be known as a manager with a team that can't handle the big days, can't handle the big clubs. And so. I know he wouldn't admit it, but I think in the end he'll be reasonably pleased to, to get a point to move on. It's still a bit pretty early for Manchester United and we'll have to see if they have the quality to stay in that top four and maybe have a title challenge. Going to move things on to Liverpool. Jurgen Klopp's first Premier League game at home for Liverpool, spoiled by a late Mane equaliser. What what your thoughts on Liverpool? I mean, where are we after three games with Jurgen Klopp, Rob?
0: I'm, uh, I'm not so I sure. I think we're in a position where Jurgen Klopp is, is very much still... Uh, finding his way. Mm. You can see the frustration. He, he desperately wants to, to grab hold of the enthusiasm, the excitement around his arrival at Anfield. You can see that. Yeah. But the team, you know, it not quite there yet. In, in Spurs, we saw a plan of defensive pressing that worked very, very well. Uh, and in this game, we saw him kind of tweak his system a little bit with Liverpool going forward. But they just don't seem to have the quality required at the moment. I think just overlooking as well, Rob, in terms of the way that they did play, I mean, the cross, the cross from Milner, Milner to yeah. Benteke was, was a spectacular goal. Pretty simple cross. but yeah. that's, I mean, there was very few crosses. Mm. And, and, you know, Klopp will find, I think, that in this team, he's got to have more width. He's got Milner playing on the right, coming inside. Coutinho on the left, coming inside. I thought they were, they were awfully narrow and, and, and just lacking quality, mate.
1: Yeah, I just get the sense that he's trying to temper expectations. And it was quite interesting when he was interviewed after the game, this is what he had to say. We can change a lot of things if, if it's necessary, but um, not all of these things um, will work from the first moment on. It's like everything in life, if you learn something, and you are not the next day um, 100% better. So you have to work on, and that's what we have to do. So um, it's not so important um, what we can change in short time. It's important what we what we can change, and then take it the next game, and that's what we try.
0: Yeah, and he's, gonna, he's got his work cut out. I mean, yeah. this, this is difficult. This is not easy. Brennan Rogers was always tinkering around to try and get them to be better going forward. The, goal, the lack of goals has been incredible. I'll tell you what he's learned today, Rob. He's learned a couple of things, at least a couple of things for me. He's learned that Divock Origi is yeah. fourth, Fourth in (laughs) his pecking order of strikers and he's had to play him with injuries, etc. But he's not really good enough if they want to be pushing towards the top four or five in this league. He's learned that when they play narrow, they might gain some territory and some possession because of that. But Moreno and and, um, Nathaniel Klein, final balls are not that great. So when it goes wide to those two and you're expecting something good, he didn't get it. The Mm -hmm. final ball in, I thought was particularly poor. That, amongst other things, I thought that Chan... Is you know he's still young um, and he's got he didn't have a good game. I thought Lucas played really really well. So mm. there's kind of pluses and negative marks to it. We're going to see a, a period of time where he's going to tweak things a little bit until he gets a settled lineup. it was just frustrating today, Rob, because it just when that goal went in, a spectacular header by the way. It just mm. thought it was going to be his day.
1: Yeah, they certainly looked better when Benteke came on. Bit of potency, bit of physicality. For me, just with Liverpool, I, I just sometimes think they lack a little bit of power through the team, and that that, that might be something he needs to dress going forward. And we'll have to listen, Saints I thought were well set up by Ronald Cooman. I thought in the end they probably deserved a draw Mane was, was a real threat most of the day and Pella kept the Liverpool back line honest. But gonna move things on to a man, Robbie, who said he was a special one 12 months ago. He, he's almost turned into the miserable one now. Jose Mourinho, can he turn things round at Chelsea and what is going on at that football club? I think it's
0: I think it's gonna be incredibly difficult. I don't think he will turn things around, Rob. I mean, what, what are we talking here? What is turning things around? Is that getting into the top four? Top I don't four. Think that can it's happen. got to be top but four. You he, look at the way they're playing. You look at the. Rob, said two weeks ago the they can get top and the four. Disharmony and all the problems and a, and a crying and a bitter mm-hmm. and a bad losing Mourinho. I mean, what is turning it around? What do you think it is? Do you think they can finish in the top four? Because I don't.
1: Well, he said top four is still the target, and I got to be honest. Listen, if, if they get on a run, and we we know the Christmas games come thick and fast, and they. Play Put three or four run together. Uh, yeah, but can you together. see him on
0: a run, Rob? I can't see. I can't see where a run's coming from with
1: the with the body yeah, language. I, I can. I, something has to change. Something has to change between the group. I don't know if there's a there's a lack of trust. There's a lack of respect. They, they, you know, the Matic was, was was subbed on and, and subbed off a few weeks ago. With you know, Eddie Nazar's criticised publicly. You know, John Terry's been in and out of the team. He's unhinged too many of his, his important players, and something's wrong with the football club. And, you look at yesterday and I think teams take the character of the manager in charge. You know, Jose Mourinho gets dismissed from, from the touchline. His assistant manager gets dismissed from the touchline. The Matic gets dismissed from, from the, the game, two yellow cards. And he needs to unite this team together and show that he is an outstanding manager and that he's not just a good manager in the good times, Rob.
0: Well, I mean... In, in terms of the football side, his team have, have lost all identity of what mm. they are. Yeah. They try to grind it out with a few more defensive players. Ramirez comes into the team. You know, a back four, very kind of strong and stable back four, they can't defend. They've lost their attacking capabilities. If this continues, by the way, Robbie Earl, mm. in the next two or three weeks, and they don't get, you know, uh, two or three wins, does he get fired?
1: No. For who? There's no, there's no one out who. there to take that. I, no.
0: I, I think it almost becomes untenable,
1: Rob, because no, Robbie he'll be Musto. Moody,
0: miserable, no interviews.
1: Trigger happy Musto. No, give him a little bit of time. Listen, I don't want him to get sacked, and I don't want him to walk away. I want him to show that he's an outstanding manager, or maybe not. And so I want to give yeah. him that little bit of time, Rob. But we'll, we'll have to see how, how that one goes. Listen, we've got to give a little bit of love to West Ham as well, the way that they... they They played yesterday, wins at Arsenal, Liverpool, Man City Palace, now beating Chelsea, a little bit of love for Slavin Bilic as well.
0: Brilliant. Yeah, I mean, just an amazing job. I mean, you're getting a a bowling ground now that is is jumping. And that's kind of what they always wanted at West Ham United. Lanzini, Zerati, Dimitri Payet, brilliant signing he was. Um, These three guys playing in behind a striker, you know, when you're playing at a good side like Chelsea, that wouldn't have happened with other managers. So I think he's done a fantastic job. Um, And, you know, even when Andy Carroll came onto the field later on, it wasn't long ball stuff up to him early on. It was you know craft the ball in wide areas and get good crosses for him to attack um so i I think west ham have done a remarkable job i don't see them staying in the top four i know that you're a romantic and you come out with these crazy (laughs) predictions sometimes are you having any any way that they can finish there
1: no but they'll finish fifth or sixth don't worry about them (laughs) listen we've got to move on to a team that you know i had a little bit of love in at the start of the season arsenal my title favorites Sitting in a not bad position after 10 games, winning a little bit differently against Everton, maybe having to grind it out. Is this a different Arsenal? Are they serious contenders? First
0: of all, mate, we all had Chelsea to start to win, so this is your second choice. No, this is my first choice, and
1: it's on record, and we we will play the tape next time you're in. Oh, really? Correct. All
0: right, well, I apologise if I got that wrong. But no,
1: um, are we seeing a different
0: Arsenal? I think we're seeing it. Yeah, I think we're seeing a different Arsenal. Um, is it different enough to win the Barclays Premier League? It very well might be. I still think they'll finish second. I still think Manchester City have a better squad over over a course of thirty-eight games. I think they'll be on top. But you've got to course good respect and a good credit to what they're doing at the moment. They have got strikers, whether it's Giroud for you or Walcott for me, that are mm. both scoring goals. Giroux scoring more. I, I grant Thank it. you. More currently, Manchester. Giroud. Sanchez is continuing to look great and score goals. The Mm. difference and the improvement is Mesut Ozil. Mesut Ozil is all of a sudden, he's got that little bit of bit between his teeth where he's creating a lot of chances, doing a lot of assists, scoring goals himself. That's better. Less injuries though another hamstring injury for Aaron Ramsey but for the most part less injuries Gabriel is an improvement uh, as a player that everybody called out for another central defender Um, people were that excited about him but I think he was very very good so these are all small improvements combined with the fact that the league, the best teams in the league are not very good. Mm. City against Manchester United, disappointing. So Arsenal right now, really close to the top and absolutely will have a great chance of winning the league.
1: I think that there's a grudging respect for what Arsenal do. I think whenever they get top of the league, whenever they're on the run, people always want to say what they don't do and they'll, they'll have a slip up and blah, 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 blah. Why is it they can't win the league then? What, what, what's the reason they can't do it? There's enough talent in that group. There's enough ability in that group. You've got Urzal yeah. playing. You've got goals yeah. all over the pitch.
0: I, I just think, Rob, and this is, a, this is a good period of time. Mm-hmm. Arsenal are brilliant when, when the conditions are right and they're on a run, they're fantastic. But we've seen it many times before. We've seen it so many times before, Rob. They'll have a bad period. Maybe when, it, maybe in January and February. Get a few injuries. You know, that motivation, that drive, that leadership, um, you know, it's been lacking to push them over the line. They haven't done it before. And I, I just can't... I can't, I haven't seen enough evidence to think that they're going to do it this time. the, the, the thing, the, the other, of course, the most important thing is the other teams. Mm. The other teams, and Chelsea nowhere to be seen. United short. Correct. City look flaky. They'll have a great squad. They've got a brilliant chance, even if, even if they have a, a similar kind of run to last year.
1: The hottest team in the league, Robbie Musto. Give him a little bit more credit. I'm in awesome. we trust. Listen, I, I want to go on to the final game this weekend, the, the Time we Weird Derby. Sunderland 3, Newcastle 0. I just wonder if you've got any sympathies for Steve McLaren. And, and what you thought of the Coluccini decision, the, the penalty kick and the red card?
0: Well, first of all, no way red card. No. Okay?
1: No, I'm with you on that. Second, yeah. I don't think it was a penalty. Ooh, interesting. Kyle didn't think it was a penalty. I did. I thought it was a clumsy challenge by Coluccini that he didn't need to make because the ball was already going to Elliot. He doesn't need to to, to push uh, Fletcher off and even give the, the referee the opportunity to give the penalty kick. So for stupidity, give yeah, a penalty. Rob, how many
0: times have we seen shoulder... It was it, literally shoulder to shoulder. The ball was a little bit ahead, but they both leaned in. The difference mm-hmm. was that Coluccini is coming from momentum and... Uh, uh, Mitrovic's... Was it Mitrovic? It was
1: Mitrovic, wasn't it? No, it uh, was Stephen Fletcher. Stephen
0: Sorry, Stephen yeah. Fletcher. Yeah. And his momentum's kind of going the other way, and it, and it, and it looked bad. Yeah. I just, you know, yes, if we seen him given yes, but if it had been me refereeing right behind those two, I'd say get on with it. It's, it's defending that we see a lot of times. So super unlucky Newcastle United with that decision. They were they were comfortable in the game. Mm. So, you know, Sunderland didn't play well, but I, I kind of get where he's coming from, big yeah. Sam Rob. You know... I, I think you you were more critical of what Sunderland did in that game. Yeah. I thought that they had attacking players in the lineup, but were super defensive. And I ain't got yeah. a problem with that. We've seen many, were, many games Rob, before did you, where... did you teams watch it first half? Did, so did you they see the... game. you see... Of course, got a big help the refereeing decisions. But I thought Sunderland you know, went on and enjoyed a good game. Things happen. Things happen in football. Sunderland were in the game when this incident happened at 0-0 and they went on to take
1: advantage. Uh, I didn't see that. I saw a Sunderland team that were rudderless. Floundering, I think is your phrase in in the first half. But (laughs) They got the penalty kick. They got the luck. Where does Steve McLaren go from here? Six goals last weekend against Norwich. Confidence coming back in the team. Mm -hmm. Back to the drawing board for him. Sunderland go above them. One step forward, two steps back for McLaren. Can he keep talking about how well they played and we've got a good group and we're looking forward? How, how soon does he have to have a bit of a reality check?
0: Well, you know what, Robin? I've, I've been critical of Newcastle United. I've been critical of uh, Stephen McLaren. Mm. But again, I, I think I think, there's a, I think there's quite a few good players in this team. Yeah,
1: I'm with you, yeah. I agree. I, I think... Last
0: year, they went on a run of five wins. I think they've got another good run in them. I do. I mean, it's, it's not looking good in the table, but I thought, I thought Wijnaldum, I think Wijnaldum's yeah. better and better each week. I think yeah. he's a fantastic player. is back in midfield with Colbach. Mm. Mitrovic looks smart up front, you know, Cissé to come back. And yeah. I, I think they're going to be okay, Rob. And, and um, you know, even though I'm not a fan sometimes of some of the spin that McLaren puts on press yeah. conferences, and he does say some unusual things, as long as he keeps this group motivated and sticking together and being a little bit more pragmatic at times in games, I think they're going to be OK.
1: Yeah, the only thing I would say, Rob, and I agree with everything you say there, that was a 10th card since the start of last season, which tells me there's a little bit of an indiscipline This costing points along the way. But I'm afraid, make the final whistle's blown on us today. That's all we've got time for. On a weekend when Manchester was neither painted blue or red, but the North East bragging rights belong firmly with Sunderland. Make sure you look out for another Two Robbies podcast same time next weekend. And don't forget, you can catch both Musty and I on the Two Robbies radio show, 5 p.m. Eastern time every Saturday on NBC Sports Radio. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal...